Relax and get loose while I put you up on game. The figure booth with Josh and Nate. This that podcast, folks. Those in the know. Batman vs. Iron Man. How would it go? We talking one of a kind. Collectibles. Mezco toys are respectable. It's unacceptable. If it's not in the packaging, Nate don't take pics if you ain't rapping it. Nate's dirty tricks are always happening. But damn it, man. Don't you be stressing round here. We believe in plastic confessions. We trying to figure out the figures that's gonna stand the test of time. That G.I. Joe handmade hit me in the spine. There's perfection in the way that these toys are made. But I also wanna know do I pick Wade or Slade? So this is where I come to kick it with the guys. The figure booth. Like, comment, and subscribe. Hello and welcome to the figure booth here where we talk about the ups and downs of being a modern day collector. We go over pre-orders, we do our weekly plastic confessions, and we do interviews with those in the toy community. I'm your host, Josh, aka Prime to the First, joined by my friend and co-host, Nate. Hey guys, this is Nate, aka FigureFan underscore Nate, and you've reached episode 71, Mm -hmm. which we're calling New Year, New You. Oh, time to hit the restart button. Level one? Yeah, this is... Are we ready? Uh, I know. Restart on a new year of collecting. This It's crazy. Happy New Year, everybody that's listening. This is going yes. to air after the new year. So now it is officially 2023, um, which is weird to even say. That's just so crazy. It's happening so fast. And there's still a lot of figures that we need to collect. We need to finish our checklist, those pre-orders, things we've been waiting on, what seems to feel like years um i have a sense that i've lost touch with a lot of my pre-orders so you know yes. it's, it's a good time to hey look at everything look where my collection's kind of going i know this has kind of been a recurring theme but it, it's an important one because what better time to kind of start fresh than the f- new year yeah i mean and you might be happy with how you're collecting like we talk about all the time like hey maybe yeah. you should have a goal and <clears throat> that might not apply to you where you're like, Hey, I'm totally fine with how I've been collecting. And, you know, but there, I think there's always ways to look back and reflect on that past year of how you've been collecting, look for maybe areas of improvement. Like, Hey, did I buy something maybe that I really regretted? Yeah. Did I invest into a line that I didn't really know about? You know, did I let FOMO take control and guide a lot of my, my purchases? And I think it's just, it's always good to kind of like, as we enter that new year, what are things that I want to change? What are things that I liked about last year? What are things I didn't like? Yeah. Or, you know, how can I kind of set myself up for success? And it's always um, great to like seeing everyone's top 10 or top five or top whatever, yeah. different categories. There's a lot of different collectors that, that did it that have their own twist on it, which I love. Like, for example, Dork Lair does a, he did a top five or top 10 under 50, you know, price point too, right? There's a lot of yeah. collectors that don't want to spend uh, an X amount of dollar or, or don't see it like there's no point in spending a hundred dollars on a figure. They rather get you know a whole wave of legends, which now a wave of legends will easily be over one fifty almost, right? So there's mm-hmm. a lot of different price points. So Dork Lair is just one example, but then there's other collectors out there that specifically do top ten for a particular line. Like I think Dan who did top ten turtle ninja turtles figures, you know, because again, there's so many lines that are dropping so much heat for this last year. I don't know what what were some of your takeaways from this year. Yeah, I mean, you're right, though, because like when we were talking about 
top fives. I was having a really hard time just narrowing it down to top fives because there's so many different lines I do collect. And there's so much stuff that I want to make sure gets highlighted. Even as I'm talking to with people after the fact, I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe I should have put that in my top five. Maybe I shouldn't have. Um, But really, I think for like going into next year, it's just staying motivated with toy photography for me. Yeah. Like, how do I how do I stay motivated? How do I keep those new ideas flowing? How do I continually make sure that I'm staying consistent in my posts? You know, I don't want to go like an entire month without posting. And I have had some big gaps in the year where I just didn't post a whole lot. Yeah. And then how do I keep myself accountable? Right. So like, how do I make sure I'm staying to some kind of plan? Yeah. Um, That makes sense. I'm not adding too much to the pile. If I do add to the pile, maybe I take one away. Right. You know, Hey, if I know I've got a big mythic legions parader coming in yeah and that's going to be 10 figures yeah before that hits maybe i should make sure i get rid of 10 figures or just stuff like that like how am i i'm just thinking of ways of how i can stay uh accountable going into next year and staying close to those goals and that focus that we've talked about no yeah i think that's i'm almost in the same same boat because this year a lot of my purchasing was pre-orders so I felt like almost the whole summer I really didn't get much. I'm like I didn't I didn't buy anything. But then my pre-orders like September through December, my pre-orders just started. And the good thing is, almost the majority of them they were all like, it's the pre-orders where you just pay pay all up front, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a you know one or two that just uh, you know uh, came in at the last minute, and it's like hitting up right before the holidays. And now I one I totally forgot about this pre-order, but then two, it's you know, taking into the Christmas funds or taking into other funds where I'm like, I totally forgot about this pre-order. So my biggest takeaway was like, okay, try to really keep an eye on the pre-orders and not get so carried away because again of the FOMO, like, oh, I got a pre-order this or so I'm not gonna be able to get it. But I got more satisfaction of being able to go out in the hunt and then just coming across certain figures, you know, looking at our top five, like Sergeant Slaughter made my top five only because I was out looking for Christmas presents. Yeah. And I had to come across across the Sergeant Slaughter at GameStop. Um, and that gave me much more satisfaction, not only because I was able to get it right then and there, but even just like I came across it and I, it was like just browsing, looking through, you know, whatever they had going on at GameStop. And then, you know, we all do that move. We go through the pegs and I'm like, wait, is that Sergeant Slaughter? And it's like instantly you want to like drop kick a seven-year-old or something. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's... I think something that gets lost a lot of the times, especially over the last two years with COVID is that thrill of the hunt. Yeah. You know, it's like we get, we get so comfortable with online and maybe there's not as much need to go out and, you know, get figures, but there's still those rare and hard to find ones that no amount of online shopping is going to get you a good deal. So it's going to come down to you actually going out and finding it. Yeah. Um, So I think, you know, I, I got a little away from that myself over the last two years is not going out and hunting. But I, to your point, when you find something like that Sergeant Slaughter out in the wild, something that you know that you've wanted and you finally get it in hand, you're like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah. This is why I went out to find this. Like I, yeah. I had the same experience with that last Ronin recently. I found it at a local toy store. <clears throat> um, felt really great just to get it in hand, knowing that I didn't have to pay for shipping. I don't have to wait on right. BBTS yeah. to take an additional month to send it to me. And then you're supporting, you know, local shops too. I know GameStop's obviously a corporation, mm-hmm. but you support places like that around you. They're going to stay open. 
the yeah. less you go to shops like comic shops like toy shops yeah even like a GameStop, they might close that GameStop down in your area just because it doesn't get a lot of business so if you want that around you're gonna have to go out and support that yeah. so that's something i'm going to try to focus on more too is just going out and really hunting for myself and not yeah. trying to uh just get everything online and even just going out and about i mean like you had a you had quite the adventure this year you went to a couple of meetups yeah. the toy swaps the you know i had a, a toy swap meetup just last month and that was an awesome experience it got to meet a lot of collectors two mm -hmm. which you know were local and they listened to the figure whistle again that was awesome just getting That's to cool. know that you know they're they're there's other like-minded collectors that listen and we're all on the same page. We're, we're dealing with the same type of, I wouldn't, I don't want to say issues, but I, I guess we're in the same uh, mindset because the feedback that these two were like, Hey, we love what you guys are talking about. You know, it's, I, I'm able to uh, relate to it. it. It, the content's relatable. So again, I, mm -hmm. I guess, you know, it's reassuring to hear that. And obviously, you know, those that comment, um, constantly like too many points of articulation but <laughs> even the constant feedback i i hear that or I, I should say we hear that but it's different when you get it face to face and again like you know as i was telling you it it didn't even resonate with me i was like wait what what are you talking They're like you know you're on the figure booth i'm like oh shit that's right i am <laughs> that's a but, weird feeling when somebody i've had that happen to me one other time yeah um yeah and it, it kind of takes you back you're like wait it does. figure booth wow yeah. cool uh, I'm glad that you listen. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to to those guys that went up to Prime and yeah. and uh, just talk to them because I think it's like that's another thing that a lot of us should try to focus on more is just seek out those new experiences yeah. um, and opportunities for not only growing yourself but growing like your your place in the collecting community. Yeah, um, for sure. we get so used to the the normal cycle of things and you know, staying at home and oh, I'm just going to order that online. I'm not going to yeah. go to a, a show or, you know, like maybe you haven't gone to SDCC in the last four years. You haven't gone to a show. So you're like, well, I haven't gone. So might as well just not go again. Yeah. But those are the times where I think you should think like, let me switch it up. Yeah. Like, let me do something different. Let me, like the title says new year, new you. Yeah. This is a chance to kind of rebrand yourself. And yep. If you have been seeing people going to conventions and that's something you're like, man, I really wish I could do that, then do it. Like yeah. make it a focus for the year for you so that you have something under your belt uh, of a new experience. Because to Prime's point, there's one thing to go on a live stream and that's fun and having the podcast is fun, but it's a whole different experience to actually meet people in person and to hang out <clears throat> and yeah. to actually build those relationships that you've had online you know you can talk to somebody i could talk to prime online for you know for a couple of years but yeah when we actually meet in person i think you've got Watch a out. different <laughs> yeah you got a different personal connection going on because i can actually like you know i'm putting it's like putting um i don't know what's the best word for it uh putting the rubber to the road type of thing like oh okay. we've yeah, had this yeah. online yeah. uh connection but let's yeah. carry that into like real life here let's let's, let's take the like... relationship to the next level let's let's yeah. move in <laughs> right so i'm gonna show and... up on day one with bot with like a box and just some figures and my toothbrush i'm like <laughs> let's go like yeah awkward. i think when we meet up we might just get one room and just share that you know uh, sorry Mario. that's what i'm gonna do right so, yeah mario's kicked out you guys can go hang out with jay leno or something um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's just like, look for those new experiences. If you haven't gone to a con, make that a part of your 
your goals because yeah. it, it's such a great experience that I don't I don't think me and Prime could explain it enough about the positive um, aspects of that. Oh yeah, but it's you know I like collecting figures and I like taking toy photography, but I if I could go to a convention and meet people every couple of weekends, I would yeah. do that. That'd be awesome. Uh, over everything else because it's just so much more fun. Uh, so yeah, get out there and go meet some people. Go to a convention that you haven't been to before. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's on the docket for the year. I know things like SDCC, NYCC, they sell out fast, but you can still go and hang out around yep. San Diego. There's a ton of stuff to do around there. Um, yeah. So even if you're not going to the convention, you can, you can still, still be go a and meet people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go lurk and hang out and just see what it's about because it's it's a really fun experience. Um, and you're you're gonna regret it if you don't make that something at least one year to mm -hmm. go and try to meet people in person. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's just um, benefits about you know um, doing that, getting involved in the action figure collecting community and then also uh you know finding and joining local collectible groups yeah you might not even know that there's local collectible groups out there yeah um but if you go out to these toy shows like prime did he went to a toy show and he sold some stuff maybe he met yeah. some people that he didn't know existed in the community i've done the same thing you know az toy hunters guild shout out to mike i've talked about him a lot but yeah i got to meet mike and he introduced me to a lot of other people in arizona that i wasn't even aware of yeah and now I feel like I'm kind of like a, I've got camaraderie with these guys. Yeah. We're all Arizona toy collectors. You know, you get into a room with these guys and we just all feel like we've got a connection. Um, That's cool. So I've, I've discovered that through guys like yeah. Mike. Um, yeah. And being able to go to those toy shows and meeting these people in person, I've built relationships and I'm very thankful for that. So, um, you know, it's just, it's, if you're not in some kind of online community or if you're not in some type of local collecting group, Try to seek that out. And I get yeah. some states may not have a big collector's presence, um, but some you'd states be surprised. Too, you know? Yeah, you'd be surprised. Though. Like here, I definitely felt like that. I'm like, oh, there isn't like, there isn't a lot of us out here. Or, yeah. you know, it, we're not as strong as other areas or cities. Or like when I go down south and stuff like that, that's where you like you really feel in the bond. And, you know, like I've met up with some of the Toy Meagles and stuff for, for Decon and mm -hmm. all, all that. But again, like, not thinking about like i don't go out often to the toy shows up here or the swap meets up here and kind of put myself out there like that so like this last month that experience was phenomenal and i like they were surprised They're like oh you're like you're a local from here like you should knowing that i've been collecting for such a long time you'd think i'd always be out there uh, or that mm -hmm. more people knew me because then being out there like you can see who knew each other and you can see again like that connection is already there and I was like, I was the new guy there. I was the new kid on the block, which is to me, it was funny because I'm like, I've been collecting since I could, I could walk. So, um, I, I obviously I, I was missing out on something. So now that I see that the the community is definitely here and it's present, um, and you know, like now I I know these two local collectors and it's freaking awesome. So, <clears throat> again, just a lot of takeaways when you put yourself out there and and you see like like minded folks are definitely out there and the community is out there. It's not just you by yourself. Yeah. New experiences are, are huge, whether it's going to a convention, going, traveling, Yeah, you know, maybe if you haven't traveled anywhere in a while, yeah. make that a priority for the year. Like you gotta, you gotta, there's self-care and self-improvement is really important. Um, and I think that gets lost for a lot of us is not focusing on yourself and making sure that you're 
you're happy, you know, not just collecting figures to make yourself happy, but doing other things to make yourself happy. If this is yeah. the only hobby that brings you happiness, that's kind of a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. There should be other things in your life that bring oh, you definitely. happiness outside yeah. of toys. So if you're thinking, if you're <clears> listening, you're like, well, there's not a whole lot that brings me happiness outside of toys. Maybe try to find something else that does. Um, you know, for me, it's getting outside and traveling. Yeah. I, I love to do that. And I try to make that a priority, just like I do in getting new figures. But I don't let my new figures get in the way of wanting yeah. to travel. You know, yeah. it's not like, hey, I want to go here, uh, but I've got this pre-order coming. I'm not going to do it. Like, I'll make yeah. sure I'll delay that pre-order or getting those figures yeah. in place of traveling. Right, right. Sure. No, yeah. And sometimes it's tough because, again, the FOMO takes over or I, I don't know, as as a as just another as humans i think as human beings like we forget that the priorities like we lose track of what's really important because we get yeah. caught up in the moment or we get caught up with trying to stay trying to stay in first place which whatever yes. that means to anybody you know like if you're collecting within our own circle and that's all you know and that circle is very virtual and it's only all you're seeing is just what you see on social media right and mm -hmm. I think towards the end of this year, it's funny how like I like to see those behind the scenes. But sometimes what I've been seeing now is like a new trend where they show like behind the scenes on social media posts. And they're like, oh, here, you thought so-and-so was on a vacation. And it's like the own creators doing it. They're like, here, I took a screenshot or I took a picture of my screensaver. And it was like, you know, Hawaii or something. The comments are like, oh, you know, I wish I was. And, the, you know, the, the creator was like in his office and it's like i'm not even in hawaii like i was just a post but it's just so crazy how the illusion they create and i think they took a yeah. picture like using like a uh a 409 bottle and they put and they took the lens so it made it seem like it was out of a airplane <laughs> so and then the creator was like you know this is hilarious like you post one silly picture and, and people just run with it so a lot of times right. like these epic hauls or like these massive collections mm -hmm. <clears throat> like that could you know you, you don't know the intent of the post maybe the person's just doing it just because just to document their own collecting they're not really trying to flex i don't know i i, I just think that there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of layers to letting your whole world just be what it is online like my collecting is based on those what they do online and i need to compete with that and i know we've we've mentioned this before like there's no competition at the end of the day you should really remind yourself hey i'm why am i doing this that's just for you. Mm -hmm. Too many points. Like, what's your why? Right? Um, <laughs> if, it, if I'm not having fun, or if I'm focused on, you know, Mario po posted the last, the most recent figure. I need to have that same figure before he breaks it. Then, like, the mm -hmm. whole purpose, you're, you're missing the point to behind that. Um, and I'll use myself as an example. Is I had so many pros I kept seeing, and I still see a lot of those. Like, they're getting these brand new figures, and I'm like, I'll just wait on my pro. Like, I don't mind being the last kid on the block with having the figure. Because a lot of times, once I get them, I, I, one, I'm so busy with other like life stuff with the little ones and stuff like that, and doing the podcast and and just work that I forget to open them. I'm not even enjoying them. So like these last couple of days, I sat down and I've just been opening stuff that's been accumulating, and I'm like, damn, these figures are really fun. Like this is awesome. This just mm -hmm. shows me that I need to pause and just enjoy the hobby a little bit more instead of trying to acquire everything. Like it's not so much about accumulation, but you know, quant quality, not so much about quantity. So I'm really yeah. going to take a pause this year and just really like, again, like I felt like I need to do a reset on just my collection. And that's why I've been thinning out a lot of stuff. And just if I'm not really appreciating it, then I'd rather give it to a collector and send it to a good home 
where someone's going to appreciate it much more than I will. Like I have, I see no, no joy in, in having all my figures sitting in bins or in boxes or even not even opened up. Like, no, mm -hmm. to me that there's, there's no joy in that. Yeah. We bring a good point is like, you know, a lot of us see posts online, yeah, but you're not really getting the full story with that. And right. a lot of it can be misleading to try to tell a different story to your point. Right. Like I'm first to get this. Yeah. But you know, you could, you could buy 10 figures at target and then turn around and return all that stuff. So it's not like, you know, you don't know if these people are actually keeping this or if they're right. just posting it to say, Hey, I got it first. And yeah. It doesn't really matter. Like don't, don't collect based on how you see others collect, collect based on what drives you personally, not, I'm just going to post pictures while I'm still at the store and I'll just put it back on the shelf. There you go. Do that. Yeah. Just put them on the ground. I'll be like, like hey, oh, yes, I just got this NECA. And then just throw them back all on the. Take a yeah, picture of my a, shopping cart. Be like Prime and be a fake baller. You know, <laughs> hey, I'm kind of I'm a, a poser. Baller, but I'm not. Yeah. Not poser, only do I pose action go. figures, I pose my pictures too. But you, you bring another good point is like, you know, have you, for anybody listening, if you're considering that new figure, have you opened everything yeah. that you have? Oh, man. Yeah. And if, if you haven't opened anything you have, maybe go out and open the stuff that's sitting in storage or just debate, like, do I really want this? How long has this been sitting here unopened? Yep. yep. Time and to then sell think, it. why did I buy it in the first place? Yeah. Was it FOMO or is it good? I was really interested. If you're really interested, in, you probably would have opened it by now. True. Um, you know, so like, like Prime said, enjoy what you have. Um, you know, maintain and care for the action figures that you have in your collection. I think we forget that a lot. We talked oh, about it a little yeah. bit in our last episode, but not just maintaining your action figures, but finding good ways to store them. Yep. Working on your organization, you know, take that's care key. of what you have. Um, Man, that, a that's lot of so us, huge. you know, we get this new action figure. Here's a Mezzitz and we're just yeah. like, uh, all right, into the bin. <laughs> cool. Where's the next one? Into yep. the bin, you know, yep. and then you've got all these figures all stacked and unorganized. And you don't know what's what and you're opening up everything to figure out where this one figure is. But if you spent some time trying to keep that organized and keep that clean, you're going to save yourself a lot of time and effort later on down the line. I saw somebody in our discord posting about wanting to sell all their Gomez's. They couldn't even figure out what was what or what went with what. Like, I don't know what accessories went with what. Um, Man, yep. So Guilty like, as charged. Can, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you because, and I know you were probably talking a bit, like I, I bought all this, um, all these different uh, tool sorters. Like it's this giant mm -hmm. bin that has all these little plastic bins. And for those of you listening, I'm showing like this little plastic clear container, but it's for small tools. And it's like an 80, there's like little, about 80 bins. And I have them full of accessories from a bunch of my Mezco Storm and some of my Mafex. And in here, I'm like, my plan was to print out the, the Gomez figure or whatever figure it was and stick it on the front of this little bin. But I never got to it. I just put all the accessories. Now, I can tell by looking at this, this is the <laughs> good guess is this is a Casino Gomez, right? This is the Casino Gomez board. Or yeah, it's like a, the Casino Gomez yeah, it's board. A, yeah, it's a, but aside from that, like if the white board wouldn't be in here and the white stuff, the, some of his white accessories, just the roach head and the hands. Like you wouldn't be able to tell which Gomez it is. Like they all come with no. the same type of hands, you know. Um, so <laughs> it's funny because I, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, this is me being organized. I'm separating all the accessories. But then when it comes to like to selling it, just because I sold a bunch of legends, I'm like, I don't have time, and I don't know what Spider-Man 
hand goes with which one because they all look the same. Like there may be like a yeah. shade of red that's a little off. I can match it. But which which Spider-Man came with two fists and a thwip hand versus the Spider-Man that came with the web crawly and no fist or no thwip. You know, it's like mm-hmm. It, I was trying to sort them, and I'm like, forget this. Like, I'm gonna sell them without accessories, and then I'll just figure it out later. Or these infamous bubble effects that Legends did for a while. Like, almost every figure came with this little bubble effect, and mm-hmm. any 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 character from Doctor Strange to Psylocke to Havoc came with these little bubble effects. And these ones, you would think, oh, it's probably one of those characters. It, Shocker came with these little bubble effects, so. Now I'm this year I'm gonna try to take a better approach, and a good tip that like we shared on our last episode or it could have been our live was, uh, again using Dork Layer how he uses those bags and just kind of throws everything yeah. in there, or from like Page and using those photo boxes, and keeping everything in there like that's what I've been doing the last couple of months is, uh, using those those photography boxes that Page posts. Yep, those ones right there. So I have mm-hmm. a bunch. I have like two three cases already full again. They're already full, and I have everything from like some of my Joes to my Mezcos. Um, it's mostly Joes and Mezcos. Storms don't fit in there, so yeah. Um, no, you bring up a good point though. Is like um, if you don't, if you find that you go into your collection room and you have a pile of accessories, you don't know what it is. Maybe That's it's not an immediate problem. <laughs> no, it's but not. when you want to get rid of that stuff, yeah. I mean how likely are people to buy an action figure that's missing accessories? If it's got a good price, probably. And then when it comes to legends, probably a lot more likely, but like a Mezco, for instance, right. You want to make sure you have all your accessories. Um, So what I'll do, if I'm not sure, you know, I'll just create this little tag that just says like Marvel legends, symbiote Spidey. And I'll put everything that came with symbiote Spidey in this bag. Even if I put it in like, um, because I use these little storage things too. Uh huh. Yep. Prime was talking about. Yeah. So I'll put it in a baggie in this storage thing, just like that, just so I know it came from it. Or um, you can have like a little label maker. <laughs> I was about to say. Those. I'm yeah, gonna invest into a label like, maker. <laughs> yeah, you can put those on like the inside little parts here, so you yeah. know what it is. I don't do that, but that's something that I'm gonna try to do for next year. Yeah. Uh, just some kind of organization helps. Um, it's gonna help you a lot. Yeah. So I know we talked about that and I don't want to beat it at a horse, but it's just so important. So if you're not doing that now, try to focus on a way to do that. Not because we're trying to be annoying, but it's just like, you're really going to help yourself out when you go out and try to find and sell figures. Um, To your point about Gomez, what I've started doing now, I still don't get rid of my Mezco boxes. I know there's some people that do, but when I get a new Gomez or a Rumble Society figure, Mm -hmm. I keep all the hands in the box. I've only got one Gomez now that has all the hands out. Uh huh. So that I know that okay, all of these black hands go with this right. Gomez yep. or that type of thing. Yep. Um, like just give yourself maybe one set of hands rather than all of oh, them. Yeah. Like I don't need to open every single Gomez hand set. Yeah. No. After the Casino Gomez, I just and not that I got so many more after that, but like the vapors mm-hmm. and stuff, I just took out the vapor and I was like, well, I. Yeah, I, I was a bit more cautious <laughs> because then I started running into that problem. Where I'm like, wait. What hands do do these go with the gold skulls or does this go with crimson? It's like they all got the flippy, the giving the finger. They all got the. I'm like, damn. It was easier in the beginning because Mm -hmm. Mesco wasn't dropping as much Rumble Society. So like, you know, you can tell some of my earlier Mesco in the different bins I had. I would drop a Superman head, the classic soup, and then just all his hands in there. I'm like, okay, I know, I can tell that's the Superman head, and then 
boom. Or same thing with bats. I drop in that sovereign Batman head sculpt in there, yeah. and then all his accessories and everything's all together. So I can those are much more easier. But even with that, like with all the bats being uh, dropped and released, like and they all come with those stupid little like uh, what is it like ten or fifteen or fifty batarangs. Like the little tiny, like you start, yeah. you start, you know, uh, the colors are oh, really, uh, one's a metal finish, the other one's gold, one's black and gold, one's gold and black. Like after a while, I stopped taking them out of the trace because I was like, uh, I'm going to lose track of all oh, yeah. these different uh, grapple hands or the bat or batarang. So I'm just, I'm just going to stop it. I think up I've to the same Supreme problem. or Sovereign, I stopped. Yeah. And then you get to a point where like, is that a Moffax or is that a Mezco oh, batarang? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yep. Which one is which? Because they both have battering slots in their boxes, but I don't know if this goes with this one or this goes with that one. So yeah, then you start, I'll go online and take a picture. Like, is, is this picture close? Yep. The last couple know. of Mayfix, I've left all their accessories in the boxes. I'm like, I'm just going to get on there. That's that's the safest bet. I mean, so, I yeah. hate having to store boxes, but if that's the only place that you can put unique accessories, that might yeah. be the way to go just to keep them <clears> separated. <throat> you know, I don't know. I, they're... Yeah, you got to have a really good refined process, and that's time. That's time consuming. Like, I don't know. I don't see the fun and joy. Or again, just setting time for that. I think if I was to set like a perfect time for me to do that, it was and it's hard. But even sometimes, like if I watch certain streams, I'll, I'll start doing some of the organizing. But it's hard because sometimes the chats yeah. they get a little wild, and you want to participate. Well, I think one thing might help is uh, it's just like anything, like a routine or a habit. Yeah. If you if you do it enough times, it becomes something that you're just immediately you don't even have to think about it anymore. It's just yeah. something that comes up like, okay, this is what I do. Every time I get a new figure, I'm gonna create a label, get a bag, put everything in this bag. Yeah. Or, you know, figure out where it's gonna land eventually. Like where is this gonna end up being stored? Yeah. And if you can make that part of the new figure process, like, hey, I got a new figure in. Before I break out all the accessories, let me make sure I got a little carrying case for it or, you know, a bag or like Prime talked about one of these photo cases. Make yeah. sure I have one of these next to me. And you see Paige do this all the time. As I'm taking stuff out, I'm putting it in something else right. so that you have some type of storage system in place that tells you this is what's that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just it, the more you do that stuff, the more it becomes a just a reoccurring habit. Um <clears throat> Or a daily routine, just incorporate it into the routine. And I'm not talking just to Prime specifically, but for anybody yeah. listening, because I, I I know we got a lot of comments on that episode about organization, and I wanted to kind of touch back on it again because people were like, "Well, I hate my life even more because I'm not organized," <laughs> or "I've yeah. got serious issues because I don't have organization." It's not to discourage you; right. it's just as we move into 2023, this is a time that you can start change. You know, we talk about if you do the same thing over and over again and you expect different results, that's the definition of insanity. Yeah, You have got to change your process if you don't like the way things are going. Otherwise, it's never going to change. Yeah. Um, and you could be, like I talked, like we started, you could be one of those out there that are completely happy with how you collect and this doesn't really, you know, hopefully you're getting something useful out of this. Um, yeah. I know there's some people that are more organized than others. This is really just, I think, for the majority of us. Collecting is a constant chore to manage and uh, take care of everything that you have. And if you're not doing that, you're not really valuing your money because you spend a lot of, just think of how much money we spend on this stuff. Now, 
the best thing to do is to take care of that for the long term. So preserve your figures, dust your yep. figures. Oh yeah. Make sure they're stored correctly. Think about your display, where you're going to put them, like get the value out of it rather than just opening it up, throwing it away and putting it in a storage box. Like there's yeah. a lot of money that goes out uh, oh, yeah. for figures. So you just want to, for me, I like to make sure that, okay, but as much money as I'm investing in this, am I taking care of it? Like I should. Yeah, for sure. So that years down the line, I can get rid of it and still get some value back. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there's that. And then, you know, I know this is a very unpopular topic, <laughs> but it is really budget season right now. It's the um, budget life. Yeah. Now's the time to go back, try to figure out how much stuff that you bought. I know it's not an easy thing to do. Um, maybe get an Excel spreadsheet. I try to track my stuff as the year goes on. That's something I'm still not great about. I'm going to try yeah. to do more of. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, write down what figure it was, what's the brand, how much did it cost you? Yeah. And then get a running total so that you <clears throat> have some kind of realistic budget. Because if you say, I'm only going to spend $1,000 next year, how realistic is that? Yeah. You know, $1,000 may seem like a lot, but that money's going to go fast. Yeah. Um, especially when you talk about Mezco's and, and you're buying Dio's from Prime or anybody else out there. <laughs> I mean, that money goes quick. It does. No, and, and like to... On a serious note, like you should be able to s almost estimate how much you've spent on a hobby. Yes. If you have like yeah. no idea, you're like, I don't know, like 500 bucks. And it's really That's like dangerous. you spent 5,000, like you're way off. Like, man, I, you must be nervous when it comes to tax time. Like that's going to be crazy. Like you want to have a good pulse mm -hmm. on your financials. And I'm not saying like, oh, count and count every dime you spend, but at the same time, um, you want to be in a position where you're like, all right, uh, like this, obviously I'm not going too crazy because a lot of us we're you should be diverse where all your money shouldn't be going towards action figures. You know, after priorities get taken care of, we're going to assume everyone takes care of the priorities, whatever those priorities are and your fund money. I'm hoping again, like to our point, I'm hoping that your fund money doesn't all go into action figures. Like you know what if you like to travel what if you like to work out or what if you have other hobbies like there's some of us out there who have like they also collect sneakers or like i have a friend who also yeah. likes cars like he'll like buying old cars fixing them up and then just flipping them so there's other hobbies i can't imagine someone just having just that that's it it's all you know sometimes the action figures um we get into photography so maybe cameras you know so you should have a sense of like hey i spent about you know, and sometimes this is, this is shocking. Yeah, we kind of lose sense of how much we spent. That's normal. You shouldn't know, like, oh, I, I'm, I keep a running total in my head all throughout the year. Mm -hmm. No, not to that extent. But you should be ballpark. You should be able to say, like, oh, this year I kind of went over over the budget. That's fine. Like, that's why you keep a running budget. And you you have a sense of like, hey, this year I kind of I kind of went in the red. I I spent mm -hmm. I don't know like five grand. And to be realistic, like, it's funny because you know there was a time where I did a lot of financial planning like er earlier in my career when I would talk to clients and stuff and tell them like, how much you spend on groceries? And people were like, oh, I don't know, like 200 bucks a month. I'm like, 200 bucks a month. That's not a lot. Do you only eat like, like how often do you eat out? I eat out every day. I'm like, okay, how much do you spend? Like, so once you start breaking it down, then I would be like, okay, Monday through Friday, you eat out. They're like, yeah, how much you spend? 20 bucks. All right. That's a hundred dollars. I'm like, in the first two weeks of the month, you're already at $200. Yeah. And then, so by the time we'd get down, they're like, oh, I spent a thousand dollars on like every two, like then it would be like shocking. They're like, oh man, I eat, I eat out too much. 
okay, that's yeah. kind of the same approach. Like you want to, if you're just throwing a large number, you're like, oh, I probably spent like two grand. We'll break it apart and see how much you're spending per month and then see what figure. And I think that's what worked for me. I started breaking it down. How much was I spending per month? And then what figures was I buying? And I saw myself mm-hmm. like I was picking up like just whatever, like stuff that was on sale and I justified it. Well, it's only 10 bucks. Yeah, but this is like the fifth or sixth figure that you picked up for 10 bucks plus like two or three mescos that were going to hit at that time where mesco was dropping more. Or if it wasn't a mesco, it was a storm collectible. You know, those big ticket items where it's $100 over. And if my budget was, I think at that time was 200 bucks, my the budget was gone. So I, I guess, you know, take take that with a grain of salt and just kind of work backwards. And you should have a good sense of where you're at with your spending, I guess, is what I'm trying to get to. We're trying to educate y'all. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's... Yeah, I know it's tough for people, especially if you've never done it before. Um, It's going to be surprising and it's probably going to shock you a little bit, but it's only that one time you rip off that Band-Aid. The next time you do it, it's not going to be nearly as shocking. Right. And I guarantee you, the more that you try to pay attention to what you're spending and trying to plan for those future expenses, you're going to be happier ultimately. Yeah. Because... The worst thing is, is to get to the end of the year and you realize like, oh crap, I racked up however much on credit cards just to spend, to buy the figures because I didn't have the money in my account at the time. Like that's, that's not good either. You don't want to be consumed in credit card debt because that's going to come back and haunt you later on. We're going to go from budget life to, what was it? The budget booth to a financial booth. We're going to get you (laughs) Uh, you guys out of credit card debt. Well, yeah. uh, I mean, it's just, you know, it's. But no, it's how, true. how are people buying all of this stuff? And if your primary form of payment is credit card, yes, I, no, it helps <laughs> at that time. But right, right. if you let that go on for too long, you're going to get yourself in a real bind financially. Um, and collecting is all, it's all financial. You know, it's, it all mm-hmm. takes money. Everything yeah. that we do takes money. There's not yeah. anything free in the collecting world. Um, and one last thing, and then we'll, I'll yeah, stop yeah. talking about budget. <laughs> if you can show that you're organized and how you collect, like to Prime's point, if I can show, okay, I bought this, yep. it cost me this much, it was from this company. We all have, uh, a lot of us have significant others out there, a partner, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, whatever it is, that Her is baby. eventually going to probably be a little concerned if they see how much you are taking in. And they might want to ask you, like, you know, are you sure financially you're okay? You know, or are you spending too much or are you managing your collection? If you can show them that spreadsheet that says like, hey, this is what I've collected, this is how much I've spent, this is my budget for the year. I think it's going to make that person feel a lot more at ease with your collecting habits and not feel like there's a problem because much like collecting or doing drugs or drinking, too much of anything is considered an addiction. Oh, yeah. And if you don't have good control over it, it can take over your life. Yeah. Um, so you just got to you gotta make sure that you can step up and be like, okay, I don't need this. I can step away from it and I'll be okay. And the scratching, as you walk away, you just start scratching yourself. You're like, it's all right. I, I don't need those legends. I don't need that pre-order. <laughs> Y'all got any more of those Sergeant Slaughters? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's tough though, man. Like it's, I think we've all been there. We've all, you, and then you got to oh, go yeah. through that withdrawal. You, you go through oh, those yeah. withdrawal phases where it's like, I'm going to sell everything. And yeah, I'm at that point where I want to sell everything, but I'm not. I'm not selling everything because I want to get out of the game, or because I'm like, oh, no. I'm, 
I'm done with it. No, uh, there's so much good stuff. And space is mm-hmm. such a, a luxury or not a luxury, mm-hmm. a commodity. I don't know. It's, it's scarce. There's only so much space I have available. Um, and I don't, I just, I don't know. I don't, I feel like more from a personal standpoint is I feel like my collection is stale. It's not, it's not doing it for me anymore. Like it, what it used to be. And it could yeah. be, maybe I need to get into a different line or maybe I just need to switch it up or maybe I just need to not buy as much. I don't, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, one, I know for sure. I, I I got sick and tired of seeing all my legends in bins. I just got tired of it. And I don't have the time or like the mind space to be like, okay, where am I going to put them? Am I going to build a shelf? Am I going to buy a shelf? Am I, like, I'm like over it. I'm like, you know what? This, there's so many figures in bins. I'd rather just yeah. get rid of them and like do something else with the space at another time because I just don't have enough time. Like I wish there was two of me. That's really like my biggest um, challenge right now. It's just like, do I, do I have enough time for the hobby for as much as I want to be dedicated to it? Like, I only have so much time. And I, obviously, I can't enjoy all these figures, so I might as well get rid of them. That, that's where I'm at. Like, right. I can't play with all of them, so I'd rather just not have them because I don't – I get no joy of seeing them there. I can do other stuff with that space. Um, yeah. Like, you know, do a, build a, a bigger workbench. Like, that's really what I want because some of these bins in the detox, they're taking up space in my garage. Where if I had a bigger workbench, I could probably do different projects. I can do more dial stuff, or I can do different arcade stuff, or I can work on. But right now I'm confined, and sometimes it, it really and I'm kind of going on a rant, but it ticks me off because it's like it's my figures that are in my way, and I'm like, oh, if I was to get rid of all these figures, I'd have more space to do more creative stuff that I do want to do. I don't know. Yeah, if that makes sense. I think, but yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, those and are my two cents. It's it's never a bad thing to do a pulse check, and that's really what this yeah. comes down to, guys. Yeah. Just do a pulse check. Keep yeah. yourself honest. Keep yourself accountable. Figure out what it is that your goal is for the year. Try to make it an attainable goal. Don't make it something that's outlandishly like just not going to be possible. Yeah, it's all about progression. Small steps. Yeah. We're not talking about you know going from this to this without yeah. any kind of you got you got to make small steps to make that happen. Um, and we're all in different spots. I you know hopefully that was helpful for you. Yeah. Let us know what you guys think as you're hitting that like button on this episode. Leave a comment below. Uh, you know, I know we're probably going to get at least six or seven from 78. So thank you, 78. Yeah. We're not saying this is a bad thing. We give you no. a lot of shit, but we do appreciate you being yeah. uh, so supportive of our videos. Um, but yeah, let us he, know. What you guys he think. even helped us come up with a new category for, for next year. At the end of the year, we're going to do a most comment uh, subscriber. Most because comment easily, award. Yeah. easily 2022 for the most comments was 78 points of articulation. <laughs> yeah. uh, man, he, he I think he averaged at least 10 comments. And a lot of times he argued yes. with himself. So. Sometimes he was giving us kudos and talking shit, and then he would back that up and be like, how dare you? But it was all to himself, so I loved it. I got a kick out of it. I felt like I was watching two shows in one, so I appreciate it. He, I think he may think he's part of the show, which, who knows? At this point, hey. I kind of feel like it. Right, yeah. He's like you know our uh, our international correspondent. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if you consider yourself part of the Booth Brigade, a figure fanatic, Prime's Privates, Nate's Nards, Booty Rangers, sound off below. Let us know. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys like dislike? Uh, what are your goals for next year? Uh, yeah, you know, maybe we can incorporate that into another future episode and have some of you guys on as guests, so you can tell us about, oh, yeah. you know, what's your collecting life like? We can do know, some. What call-ins. things do you do? Yeah, some call-ins. That would be cool Ooh. to have an episode just with like some random guests. Maybe you guys might see that. Yeah, um, some guys that are commenting all the time that are in our lives that we want to do that fan appreciation to give back. So have you guys on the show. 
Um, but yeah, let us know what you guys think. All right, uh, we'll, we'll stop talking about budgets for now and we'll move on to our normal topics, pre-orders. Uh, there's a pretty big update for uh, Legions fans out there. So for anybody not aware, uh, Four Horsemen Studios is doing what all companies should be doing at this point. Mezco, hint, hint, take a note. Uh, giving out communication and updates on pending pre-orders, stuff that we have money invested into. Uh, Four Horsemen just so did an update. I know, isn't that weird uh, to get information on stuff? Transparency, that that's into? a new, that's something odd to me. Very strange. Uh it's uh, something that Four Horsemen is great about doing. Uh, I really appreciate that from this company, and they just did it recently. So for anybody waiting on All-Stars Wave 5, uh, Poxis, or the first wave of Cosmic Legions, those have all uh, had an update in their schedule. All-Stars Wave 5 is actually going to drop earlier than they thought. Um, so those are going to actually uh, release quicker than we thought. I think originally they said end of Q3 2023. Now it's going to be Q1. So wow. that's good news. Yeah. The bad news is um, that Cosmic Legions Wave 1 has been delayed. Uh, there were some production issues, I guess, or some delays. Mm -hmm. That was supposed to come out in Q1 of 2023. Now it's probably not going to come out until about May, June. Okay. Um, and then Poxis is going to come out after that. So we probably won't get Poxis until maybe Q3, Q4. Um, which, yeah, do we want this stuff earlier? Of course we do. Yeah. But... It's not a Mezco situation where we're waiting on a figure for three years and we don't even know, <laughs> you know, what's going on. Is it in production? Yeah. Is it Who not? Knows? Who knows? Is it being scrapped entirely? This oh. is just more info. So uh, if you guys have any legions out there, go to the Four Horsemen post um, and you can get more info about when you might get those figures in. Uh, as far as other stuff, there's it's pretty light week, as you guys know, during the holidays. There's not a whole lot of new news out there. But um, I did want to touch base on a couple of cool things that I saw. Uh, one of them is the top 20 pre-order releases from BBTS. I thought this was nice. interesting that it goes out to show you what is most popular from a collector's perspective as far as what are people pre-ordering the most yeah. uh, for, for next year. Um, so the Foray Planet Wilderness, Hunter Croc. I know this has come out, and this is BBTS, so they're a little bit behind. Yeah, But I've seen a lot of people... Um, say good things about that, which I think is why uh, BBTS is blowing up from pre-orders now. Are they numbered or they, this is just like, there's no, it just says top 20 pre-order releases. Oh, and no, there's no like number one, number 10. No, unfortunately no not. No sequence. So, oh, okay. But, but I see some of the, kind of, like that Leo, I, that surprises me that that NECA Leo. Yeah, I'm surprised this is still in a pre-order stage. I've seen that. Um, yeah, I see him frequently at it's Target. Very odd. Yeah, he yeah. came out. Gosh, I got him probably three months ago now. Yeah, um, same here. I got him around so, Halloween. Like I said, oh, I got, take I, this with a grain of salt. September. No, but that's still pretty but, cool to see. Like that, those they're still on. You know, people are pre-ordering, or maybe that's what was in high demand. Yeah, I mean, Fresh Monkey Fiction stuff's doing really yeah. well. They got their Operation Monster Force, yeah. uh, the Deluxe Barbarian from uh, the Santa Waves. This yeah. Toby Spider-Man from No Way Home is really popular. The Blob, obviously. You got uh, a Legion's figure from All-Stars 5. Um, <clears throat> the Indiana Jones wave from Hasbro is going to be coming out sometime next year. So that's exciting. 
And it's cool um, to see all the different uh, manufacturers. I mean, you got Hasbro, you got Storm Collectibles, you got Super 7, you got Mezco, yeah. you got third party. You know, like you got the big companies and the not so big companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of everything. And another thing that BBS is doing that I thought was kind of cool. I am a little bit worried about doing this sometimes, but mm-hmm. if, oh, that one's sold out. Um, they're doing these defective loot boxes, yeah. which is basically a bunch of figures all together in a very small price. Um, so like the $400 one, I think it, there's at least like 10 or 12 figures in there. Yeah. So if you see some stuff in these loot boxes that maybe call out to you, some of these get very pricey, yeah. this might be a good way to get like some, a bunch of figures for a better price. Yeah. Um, Especially if you don't care about the packaging. Yeah, if you're just a open, you know, if you're an opener, you're not a Mendon card guy, this is a great way to get a bunch of stuff. But like I said, you know, you don't know what you're really getting with this stuff. So um, hopefully it ends up being a good thing. Uh, and then I think the last two I want to talk about are Mofex, Boba Fett. I think we briefly talked about these, but we've actually seen real solicitations of them now. Uh, Mofex is on fire right now with a lot of their stuff. So yeah. I think these are probably going to be good too. And then the Mandalorian version two. Um, not sure of the nuances. Probably updated best car armor on this one. Yeah. But yeah, there's just not a whole lot out there right now, which is yeah, not really a bad thing. Um, yeah, I'd rather take less pre-orders right now yep. because I think we've all been hit a lot with stuff that's funding. Yeah. So not having a lot of news for the week, not necessarily a bad yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, uh, plastic confessions. Hey, um, you go first. So, <laughs> um, I opened up a bunch of stuff, but I do have one new uh, to add to the to the group. And I got in. Speaking of Mafex, the Cyborg Soup Reign of Superman. Oh, I can't wait. I just watched this movie again recently. Man, so good. As always, Mafex is just on point. The cape feels really, really it feels better. I don't know. It feels like an upgrade from the Hush Superman. I've seen a lot of people say that. The wiring is like really, really good. It almost feels, it also looks and feels larger than the, like, that looks like a really vibrant red. This is like almost like a burgundy, like deep red. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, but the wiring, like, man, the wires, like, it just feels stronger. Like, and it, and, and it looks and it, I gotta get my Hush soup out, but it's much larger too. Like, the winks, the, the cape is, it looks oh, wow. pretty, pretty um large. It's all because I have up. a wire that goes across the bottom too. Yeah, it's all across the bottom, ah, and then see this one doesn't. Oh yeah, all across the bottom. I mean, look at that. I can almost like completely open it up. Cover my For face. anybody listening, I'm just comparing my hush to his cyborg because I want to see what they've improved or changed. I, mean, I don't have mine in yet. That's like I can cover my face with this cape, but then he has wiring all in the front too. It I don't know. It just feels like. There's more. It looks like more of a satin cape yeah, too. It's definitely satin. Yeah, it's really nice. It matches my pants yeah, I mean, that I'm wearing right now. So it's like the same, <laughs> same feel. I got wires running down my, you know. But if you um, had that figure in your hand last week, would it have changed your top five? Um, I don't think so. I don't think no. so. it would have changed my top five because the only. And I don't know why it's a letdown, but the only letdown is like there's no extra head sculpt. Like I don't know what I was expecting, mm. but maybe like an open mouth or a different expression. He only comes with one head. Um yeah. and the, the accessories are just very minimal. And again, I, I don't 
I don't know how they could have done it to make it better. Maybe some I I don't know. Again, I, it's been a while since I read the comic, um, and I don't remember exactly what, but I don't know. I was I was just like when I opened it up, I'm like, oh, just no no extra head sculpt, and I feel like for hands. Yeah, a figure that costs as much as a Moffex, I think at least one extra head sculpt is kind of like a a must have. Yeah, and I'm not talking about just the side eye head sculpts. Yeah, Moffex. That's that's a cheap way to get around it. Give me something with some emotion, like a yelling face. Um, maybe like he looks really pissed. You know, yeah. there's a lot of scenes in Reign of Superman where Cyborg's using the emotions in his face. Like he fights Eradicator and Superboy, and he's having a hard time with that. Let's see if I can. The mic's in the way. Let me move the mic. He looks out. awesome. Yeah. yeah. There it is. There it is. Yeah, he looks dope. The head sculpt's incredible. I mean, yeah, the paint application, the, uh, the it looks really metallic. It looks mm -hmm. really, really killer. Sweet. Yeah, I've got mine on the way. And it's like a real cut of his face. It's crazy yeah. how that. Oh, yeah. It's like. It just it, and I'm thinking I have my hush Superman downstairs, but I want to just pop his head off and put it on here just for the hell oh, of it. it would like totally work, yeah. Um, and it made me think like I was looking at the box and I think we talked about this last time, but now we need a Superman from Reign of Superman. Like I want mm -hmm. the the thing is this one feels um, beefier than that hush soup. I have to compare them, but he feels more muscular. He feels a little bit more solid. And I'm like, damn! If I was to have a soup like this, like that's all that made me. It made me kind of. Uh, crave it's like ah, I need a soup like in this this type of uh, this I don't know I think the hush was a again I have to go get my hush but maybe a little bit slimmer is the the hush version um, if we were to get a soup like a regular soup in this it, it'd be awesome mm -hmm. yeah because um, uh, there is yeah. a I, I wish I would have got the black suit soups now that you know because yeah. he does appear excuse me he does appear in the movie yeah. um, so it'd be cool if they did maybe another version of him or something. Yeah, and then I finally opened up uh, my Mayfix Iron Man, which really blew me away. Like, I didn't think I was a huge fan of the Hasbro um, Proton Cannon Retro nice. Iron Man, but this mm -hmm. Mayfix Iron Man, I can see why people really dug it. The The feel of it, if he feels really, really solid. Articulation's on point. He has like this crazy shoulder joint that makes him look just like yoked. Like, look at that. The yeah. arms going, he's just like, <laughs> boof. Looks like he's been at the gym 24 7. I um, mean, he's, he's, he's so freaking shoulders. shiny. He's like shiny. Just the, I don't know. It was just, it blew me away. The articulation on here is, is wicked. So I love both versions. That's right. But yeah. That, and then aside from that, I just opened a bunch of stuff that I've had for a couple months that I've been sleeping on. That's kind of what I've been doing during, like I've had some time off and it's just opening and appreciating what I've been getting. Yeah. Um, I talked about this briefly, but for anybody that missed the live, I did get the, uh, NECA Secret of the Ooze VHS nice. set. Um, really nice set. I'm like, I, I think about it now. I'm like, did I really need another set of turtles? Maybe not. <laughs> um, but I'm still happy to have it. Yeah. So it's it's cool. Um, and then I got, this is like more of a foam confession. But I did get, um, I don't have it assembled, but I got my uh, dial from Too many 78 points. points the uh, rooftop Nice. Dial. Yeah, hey, there we a go. Quick little one sheet for anybody that missed awesome. what was in there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I've talked about Sony's before. Yeah. The guy's a magician. Um, his stuff is just great. I cannot wait to use this rooftop dial. 
and it's um it's just all like you know just so well done he's got these little like pieces you know here's a little electrical box that he put in there that's cool and then this is like a little you know vent and i think what i like about this one the most is that a lot of it's there's different pieces and it's collapsible yeah so i've been wanting a rooftop dial since i started doing toy photography so i, I couldn't resist um but i'm done with you after this year 78 <laughs> 2022 was was your year and no more now um i love your stuff but i can't but yeah uh yeah 78 stuff is great don't ever hesitate if you guys see it out there uh it, he does awesome work um cool my dirty trick um hmm so we're, I've been talking to Prime. The dirty tricks, I try to think about something very unique every single time. But I've been doing dirty tricks for quite a while now. And I got to be honest, I'm running a little dry on ideas. One of them, uh, I will say, though, is uh, when you're building a scene, think about your foreground and your background. So to bring people into a shot, Normally what I try to do is I have something kind of close in the foreground, like here. And then I've got something in the background so that the character feels like they're centralized into some kind of scene. Yeah. Uh, and I don't do this all the time, but if you have like an image where you don't have anything in the foreground and it's just background stuff, yeah. it looks like a toy shot. You know, very it kind of looks like it's very flat. Yes, yeah. that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, so if you can put something in the foreground, whether it's like an effect, I use smoke effects a lot just to kind of show like, oh, they're in this scene, there's smoke around mm -hmm. them or like a garbage can or like uh, little pieces of paper. Like if you have newspapers or something, just something that's kind of sprinkled right in the front to give yourself an idea of like, okay, they're in this scene, there's stuff around them. Um, yeah. That uh, if you're not doing that now, maybe try to incorporate that a bit more into your shots. It's sometimes easier said than done. And that might seem like a simple, dirty trick, but it's something that you don't see a lot of people do is that foreground. Yeah. I see a lot of people yeah, put yeah. stuff in the background, not so much in the foreground. Um, so it just really helps kind of like just build some depth to your scenes. Yeah, that's um, a good one. And I, yeah, I really like depth in shots. So if you can build more of that, uh, that's an easy way to do it. But yeah, if you guys have uh, you know tips for dirty tricks, let me know. We might have to switch the segment around or do yeah. something, you know, maybe do a dirty trick every other week. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to try to keep providing you guys ideas. If it's um, not nasty mates, dirty tricks, it's what, what, what grind Nate's gears this week. Yeah, there you go. Negative <laughs> Nate's, uh, Nate's negative segment or something like flocked, that. Uh, finger flocked or flocked fan. We'll talk about flocked figures that Nate. are flocked for one, one yeah. week. Right. Uh, <laughs> we're going to lose followers with that. Uh, but okay, uh, last but certainly not least, and this is another a uh, fan-nominated figure aficionado. Nice. I love those. Like we've talked about before, guys, uh, as you're hitting the like button on this video, if there is a toy photographer, a customizer, a dial maker, yeah, or even somebody that's just like a local collector that you want to highlight, let us know so we can put them on the figure booth. Uh, we want to call attention to some of these accounts out there that maybe don't get a lot of attention that should be getting more attention. So let us yep. know what you guys think. This week's is nominated by Colossal Customs. I think I talked about this in a prior episode. There was one video that we did. He had four suggestions for us. Awesome. So I'm kind of sprinkling them in every go. once in a while. But big thanks to you, Colossal. Hopefully you've made some dents in that million bottles, bottles of beer on the wall and you're still coherent for it. 
but this week's is Junland underscore customs. He's a graphic designer, artist, uh, toys, custom stuff, just for fun. He's in Connecticut. Uh, obviously, please give credit for your post. And but yeah, he he does a lot of customs and he does a lot of Star Wars type stuff. That's really um, cool. You can, yeah, he did like this uh, beefy Mando, yeah. Boba Fett looking guy. That's um, awesome. That looks freaking killer. Yeah, he did his own version of kind of like a Mandalorian. Yeah. He, I don't even know what this oh, is. Oh, that looks really cool. It's not Star Wars related, but it is some kind of like, I don't know. I, I like it. I like it a yeah. lot. Um, I don't know what he's using as a base body. I don't know if that's a Mezco or not, but it kind of has the Mezco feel where you have the armor over the soft goods. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'm just always so impressed by customizers because like I've talked about guys, like I use, I don't really use Sharpies, but <laughs> that's about, that's about where I rate yeah. myself. Yeah. Customizing sure. ability is I can color in the lines and that's yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, I don't have any creative talent. So these guys that go out here and create entire figures and yeah. color palettes and the yeah. rust and just like doing something way above and beyond what I'm that's capable so of. Freaking killer. It's just really impressive. Yeah. And we're just going through a bunch of his different customs here, but this guy clearly has a lot of experience um, and has some very creative customs. I love the speeder. This mech looks really cool. That's amazing. Um, but yeah. I just yeah, I love stuff like this. Just seeing people really this guy's really enjoying the hobby and really appreciating his figures. This yeah, is another way sure. to appreciate stuff that you have in your collection. If there's not a figure that you care about and maybe it's not worth anything, think about customizing it. Yeah. Make it something different. That's what this guy seems to do. Um that's awesome. So yeah. Shout out to you, Gemlin Customs. Uh, keep up the good work, man. You're you're killing it with these customs. Yeah, you can kind of just scroll through, look back into his history. He's got a lot of stuff on here, and um, you know, guys like this, I think, should have some more support. So go out there and follow him, and then maybe you'll find some other customizers that you can get involved with and, and support too. So yeah, thank you, Colossal, for this. Yeah, thanks, really Colossal. Appreciate it. All Ooh. right, well, we made first it. First episode of uh, 2023 in the wraps. In the wraps, one down. How many more to go? You got to stick around and find out. Yeah. (laughs) Spread the word. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate all you guys' support. Thanks for keeping up with us and keeping interested in the show. Uh, Me and Prime are really uh, making a point to focus on 2023 and expanding what we're doing, offering new stuff. Uh, Like we talked about, maybe some new episodes with some fans uh, or some of you guys. In, that are always joining our lives or commenting, joining us on the episode. We're, we're going to try to think of new stuff. Um, so please continue to support. If you're not subscribed, make sure you subscribe. Hit the notification bell so that you don't miss when we go live. Uh, stay tuned to our live. Um, if you're listening to us on Sunday, on Monday, we're going to announce the winners of Prime's uh, giveaway, or our giveaway, I should say. Yeah. But Prime is uh, doing the giveaway for his Budget Wave Dio 3. Um, so if you guys participated, hopefully you did. We've had it up there for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but Prime's gonna be choosing who wins that. So stay tuned for that. And then we're gonna, you know, have some other stuff in there. But if you want to yeah. support Prime, if you want to get one of his arcades, go to prime-arcade.com. Yep. And Prime, where can they find you? They can find me at Prime to the First all on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, I'm usually pretty active on all those three uh social platforms. What about yourself? Nice. You guys can find me at figurefan underscore Nate on Instagram, Barrow, and Facebook. And thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Till next time, guys.